a zero day in Citrix NetScaler. And Citrix NetScaler's work is used a lot around the world uh, for working from home. So if that happens, yeah, there's a right that we are concerned about that. We had a thread talk the other day about this. Uh, and uh, today we're going to go in depth in that particular vulnerability, that particular attack that happened and all the research we did uh, on that. Welcome to Thread Talks. Let's delve deep into the dynamic world of cybersecurity. Um, I'm joined by Luca Cipriano. Hi. He's our uh, threat intel specialist. Welcome. Um, yeah, um, it's it, it, it's really it's a device um, um, that uh, that you, you uh, use basically to facilitate the IT organizations use to facilitate uh, working from home. So it's the equipment itself that's supposed to be secure, right? That is now vulnerable. So the stuff that is supposed to make you better uh, is breaking down. I, I, obviously, it happens a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Gateway. It's just a uh, example, but uh, let's deep dive into the ramifications of this. Uh, obviously, uh, lots of uh, we've seen lots of ransomware. Well, let's refer to our thread talk about this. We went in depth on that part, but let's now dive into the technical details of it. Yes. So, um, yeah, um, remote code execution. That's the main thing yeah. that happened here. What's that? So, um, well, remote, remote code execution, uh, it basically means that um, uh, somebody can execute code remotely. <laughs> really easy, like as, uh, as it says. In this, Sounds uh, scary, yeah. yeah. In this uh, specific case, uh, that could be an attacker that, you d uh, that uses uh, a device um, to execute code, malicious, uh, malicious code, uh, to uh, allow the device to do uh, things that the device shouldn't do, uh, for example. Um, so, uh, first of all, I would like just to uh, get back one step only and just explain uh, uh, like in short, for who is not familiar with the uh, Citrix NetScaler, what it is. Uh, so the Citrix uh, NetScaler is uh, one of those devices that uh, lives at the edge of uh, our network, uh, and that can be used for different things. Uh, for example, uh, load balancing of traffic uh, can be used as a web application firewall. Uh, can be used as in this case for a, a VPN gateway. So that's your uh, first, uh, the, your the doorstep into your um, uh, company. Uh, in this case, so in this case, directly connected to the internet. Yes, indeed. Um, so basically, uh, in this case, there was a, a, a remote code execution vulnerability. Um, that uh, basically it was uh, using a, a stack buffer um, uh, overflow. Um, so for who's not really, I'm, I'm trying to uh, explain it in simple uh, words and keep it short, but uh, uh, basically memory, uh, you have like uh, the, the, the stack uh, and the heap. Uh, the, the stack is a part of the memory that uh, it is uh, static uh, and basically it is uh, used, for example, for storing a variable that are known as compile uh, time already, uh, while the heap uh, is more um, uh, dynamic, so the heap memory is allocated dynamically, and uh, for example, uh, it is used uh, by the application to allocate uh, memory space uh, during runtime. Uh, in this case, uh, the, the the flow was in the in the in the in the stack, uh, and basically the the, the stack uh, uh, would uh, uh, the, the the buffer uh, the the stack buffer overflow uh, it will allow an attacker to uh, basically fill the the buffer size. And when the buffer size is filled, then the 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 part of the the memory that is next to the one that is allocated could be overflow, 
and therefore overwritten. So then that will uh, might allow uh, an adversary to execute code. Yeah, so the, da the data that's in the stack, which is quite known beforehand, huh, because at the yes. compile time we already know, so it's predictable what's there. Mm -hmm. Attacker is then able uh, to, to, to basically change that, so basically change the working of the device. That's, that's how that then works. Yes, in, 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 they, in Steampo, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, with, uh, with this uh, kind of uh, vulnerability, what they were able to, what the attacker was able to do, uh, it was, uh, for example, to upload uh, files on the Citrix uh, Netscaler. Uh, most of uh, the time, they uploaded like um, um, a zip file that will contain a payload that was composed of like uh, some uh, tools to scan the network. Uh, for, uh, for example, uh, privilege escalation, uh, so they could have, uh, use it as a stager, and then from there, uh, from the Citrix and Scaler, they were able to uh, navigating some uh, uh, basically uh, uh, folders and uh, basically gain. Uh, uh, encrypted credentials from the Netscaler and use those uh, credentials uh, to basically crack them uh, and then query the Active Directory uh, and, uh, and basically start so Very documents. quickly they went into the heart of your network basically, yes. that's what they could do because they were like king king of the castle uh, yeah. and the castle... They the, had a foothold, uh, they could privilege escalation and uh, they could yeah. start to do uh, reconnaissance and then of course lateral of movement from, uh, yeah. from, from that point. And it was a zero day. Yes. And uh, yeah, that happened a lot, unfortunately. Yes, indeed. That's unfortunate. So, um, well, basically, once the attacker is uh, on your network and has a foot in it, uh, then uh, after doing lateral movement, what they can do, uh, for example, they can start to uh, use the, the Netscaler as a, a stager to exfiltrate data. So just move uh, basically data there, encrypt the data, and then uh, just via the command and control server, just retrieve the data that is stored from your network. But these open doors, for example, also to deploy a ransomware. Uh, it uh, depends on yeah, how deep so they can go. it's a can, can of worms network. that opened there once this happens. And we've actually seen this with customers huh, that had uh, yes, devices indeed. like that, and that called us, our CSO services, hey, listen, we think yeah. we're hacked, so help us, or we got a notification of someone that we were hacked. Can you tell us a little bit about how yeah, that works? Of course, of course. Um, so so uh, indeed, like a lot of uh, companies were um, affected by this. Uh, the uh, Mandiant, uh, which is a security company, they released uh, they did a good job, a really good job releasing a, a script that would help uh, detecting for IOCs on the Netscaler to see if there was any indicator of compromise uh, that your Netscaler was uh, victim. Talking about IOCs in this sense, in this case, it's like the stuff that they typically install on the boxes, like it's, it's the, file, it's for the example. traces that they leave behind them. Because, of course, uh, like you can't uh, uh, leave no traces as an attacker. It does not matter how good you are. I mean, even if you use a tool to delete all your traces, for example, then you still need to delete the tool. So and how do you delete the tool? And that so is also trace, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a trace in itself. Guard so of it's the guard really, of the guard of the guard. Probably. Yeah, it, it's, it's really difficult for an attacker to completely leave zero traces behind. Uh, so basically uh, what they did, they found for some I, um, IUCs indicator of compromise that, that will point to this uh, this attack. So we, as soon as we knew uh, it was uh, it was publicly available, uh, we basically uh, gave the script to our, our customers because of course we don't manage their Netscaler uh, devices and they uh, ran uh, the script uh, themselves uh, and uh, some customer returned positive so we actually analyzed the image of their Netscaler to try to help uh, um, basically uh, help them with uh, recovery if it was needed 
And actually, the, f the fun, it's not really fun, but the fun thing <laughs> is I'm that... I'm sure you uh, think it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Now the fun uh, secretly, the, I do too. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. But the, the fun thing is that, uh, for, for example, for one of the customers, uh, the IUCs that was found, uh, it was not about this CV, but it was about an older CV that was from years ago that has been... Um, exploited and basically successfully uh, they, they, they had uh, access to the Netscaler years ago already and we could see that uh, the, the communication with the command control server was interrupted when we onboarded them uh, and basically we uh, closed uh, with the firewall the connection they couldn't reach it anymore oh, okay. so yeah so we could see the traces we could still? see the traces that were still there uh, there was like uh, some some uh, uh, files uh, in the staging directory where there were like uh, credentials stored uh, and there was like a, a php reverse shell uh, that they used to communicate mm -hmm. and uh, also a, a file with all the usernames and password of all the vpn people that probably they will uh, there was like a, a, a cron job so a scheduled task to retrieve it uh, uh, that was that was quite interesting, actually. It, of course, it was not uh, used anymore. Uh, looking at the timestamp for a few years. Ah, uh, but it shows you how vulnerable we can be without you yeah. knowing. We mean, they were there for years, and uh, yeah. And of course, you can change your uh, network so it's better than that's what we did then. Huh? But still, uh, then you, you have not a lot of visibility on those devices that are at the edge of the network, right? Because like it's not that you're gonna install your EDR on a net scaler uh, like you you know oh, that would, sounds like a from a technical perspective like a bad idea yeah 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 indeed but uh, but but therefore the, the, the yeah you have this 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 kind of issues can ha can happen yeah so if this happens to you eh, would you say shut down so the, suppose this other day was uh, a couple of months ago actually well there's many customers still uh, well uh, customers uh, organizations that still uh, are not patched uh, correctly yeah. so it's still going on uh, but it m may happen again i mean it's also not the first time with this particular uh, item we're probably going to talk about different equipment in later deep dives as well so it, it, it's 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 kind of happens from time to time so if you if there is a zero day like this i mean zero day simply means that yeah you are you don't know what's going to happen should you shut down your machine you think uh well it depends <laughs> like a lot of uh, questions asked uh, in, the, in this realm the answer is always is depend it depends like how critical is your infrastructure behind that can you afford to shut it down and well, what's the associated risk if you don't yeah. yeah exactly so so there is not an uh that's there's there's because there means there's also no solution no, no, no solution you can you cannot uh, patch the vulnerability itself right you cannot there's no known fix for it yeah so as long as that's the case. because in this case how, how long did it take because the, the, so it was announced it was a zero day nobody knew how to fix it how how long did it take uh, before we could actually if, fix it if actually i remember uh, correctly uh, when uh, when they uh, released it they released the patch already but the problem then is uh, the time it was uh, um it takes time for companies to to basically f fix the hole because of course it can cause a downtime uh, sometimes if you have critical infrastructure and you patch something you don't know what's going to happen like a patch can break something you, yeah. you don't know mm -hmm. that so it's it's kind of risky uh, do you have a rollback uh, can you roll back uh, easily mm -hmm. uh, how much can you afford you can practice this i mean yeah, that's what we actually encourage our customers to to keep up to date yeah. and uh, first of all to get protection for the latest vulnerabilities that are now patched, but also to do it regularly, even if it's a minor thing, to still do it because you'll you'll get used to it. Huh? Yeah. And then uh, and, 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 and and it's not a big issue to well, it's probably an issue to shut down remote work for an hour, huh? yeah. especially pre post COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But indeed. uh but the, the alternative is much worse. I mean uh, I remember uh 
Um, uh, there was a because in Florida, in our country, we had a, a traffic jam day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, of, because of this thing, because uh, the government decided to shut them all off uh, for the they day, so everybody had, had to, to go to go to work. Yeah, so it creates real life uh, issues as well. Uh, but uh, again, I think uh, we, I think uh, when we had a threat talk about uh, the DDoS, uh, we kind of touched this as well. But uh, the, the important thing is that you need to invest. Uh, uh, in preventive measure, measures, like, uh, for example, a good network design, a good zero trust uh, approach, uh, everything that can, because, because it, it is. Yeah, so uh, in the show notes, we actually have uh, listed all the MITRE yeah. uh, mitigations that you, that, that are applicable to this particular uh, CD. Yeah, we have a good uh, infographic that we made. Yeah, with and, uh, and, and, and uh, a couple of those mitigations are indeed segmentation, it's privilege account management and, uh, and update, uh, patch management, basically. Yeah. So indeed network segmentation, why, why would that help then? Yeah, would have limit, for example, for the customer movement. that you mentioned, it actually worked. Huh? I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I think it's really important because it, it can limit uh, uh, lateral movement. Uh, Explain lateral movement, please. Lateral movement. So uh, it means that from uh, one device, I can affect another device and just then, uh, well, uh, in simple thing, just bounce on the other device and then just move laterally in your network. So basically, uh, gaining access to more devices in your network. And so the ID, the first device is the most difficult one. And then if you have a, like a trust model that allows everything, yeah, if you, and you can hop from one system to the other. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it reminds me of this big uh, target attack uh, that we in 2016 or so, where uh, where they came in in a, in an insignificant system uh, for the, uh, the climate control. And then they could <laughs> yeah. lateral move yeah. to the database server, to the point of sales exactly. systems. And, and Why take, would the, you take the, way, the reverse way back to exfiltrate all data. Why would you allow that traffic? Is it needed? Like, well, you should really take a good look at your network because it's, it's yeah, most well, likely you don't need If we would that. ask a CISO and say, hey, listen, we have a proposal. Uh, we have, would like to add a firewall rule within, our, within an organization. Every system within our own organization can talk to every system in our own organization. Huh? In the, from the land to land. You would never do that. Yeah, right? We'll have a heart attack probably. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, we, like but we do. I mean, we, uh, we, we, yeah. they, uh, we have this thing of implicit trust. Huh? Yeah. Uh, that's everywhere, and that's why zero trust and segmentation yeah, is a big part of it. It's such so overly important. The problem also is it creates extra work. I have been working on those allow any rule that then when you need to clean them up, uh, well, it's not so easy. It takes time because like, okay, now it's allowing everything, but you need to find out what was the traffic so that was traffic, supposed to be allowed. Is it supposed to be allowed? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you then you need to start to narrow it down and uh, cleaning up uh, a week at a time to see if you're blocking something uh, vital that, that it's Yeah, needed. so basically what you're saying, this, this, this mitigation is to, is to uh, uh, make the blast ratio smaller. Right. I mean, uh, if uh, sup suppose they are in, and yeah, we gotta assume that at some point that happens, then at least make sure that they can't uh, don't yes. immediately have to. I, I think you should always uh, assume that that is gonna happen because, like, uh, of course, one of the threats is an insider threat. Maybe you have a, uh, an employee that is really mad at the boss, uh, and then it sells uh, the access uh, to a malicious sector. Those are things that can happen, and that's like you don't need a zero day. You don't. It's not something. It's just something that's well. The guy gave the credentials to get in. But these things happen. Uh, so. Yeah, so we have need to religiously patch it every time, make it a habit. Especially if it's at the edge. If you can't patch it, uh, then you should really it's think one thing, about it. Uh, zero day is a bit difficult because then we don't have a patch yet. Uh, then we need to uh, more structurally change our way of working with segmentation. And the other uh, mitigation that we talked about is the privilege account management. So why, why, yes. why does that play a role here? Uh, well, I, I, I think it's really important. Well, I think it is really important that uh, users are allowed only to perform the tasks that they need to 
perform. So just give uh, high privilege access uh, only to like users that they really need to have uh, high privilege access and then try to restrict uh, as much as possible. Uh, that, that that will limit also uh, lateral movement. For example, in this case, when you start to query the domain controller and you get, for example, or you manage to get some credential from another user, if uh, that user is, uh, the, the permissions are narrow, then the attacker can do less and uh, needs to... It's like segmentation, but more on a logical level, not necessarily. Also, having a good overview of your network uh, will will help because yeah. you need to know which hosts, which users, like all this kind of things. Well, again, there's a lot, lots of things that we can do. Yeah, uh, it requires uh, some effort um, yes. uh, and knowledge, unfortunately. Yeah, right. Yeah, is there anything you'd like to add to uh, what we've talked about? Anything um, like? Uh, for example, uh, good sources to read more about this? Yeah, I do believe that, uh, like, uh, if I remember correctly, well, I do remember correctly because I read it really well, uh, but about this specific threat, uh, there's yes, a, a really, <laughs> a really uh, good uh, CISA article uh, where uh, it, it really shows you step by step uh, the whole attack pattern and there's good, really good investigations. It helped us uh, a lot as well. Um, I follow it, especially when we were helping our customers with this. Uh, so you know already which indicator of compromise look, to look for and what are the next steps that the attacker did. So that was extremely useful resource. Okay, great. Yeah, we also share we'll share our resource as we said a couple of times yeah. uh, in our uh, in our uh, show notes. Luca, thank you very much for all the insights you. you gave today about uh, a Citrix Netscaler. Uh, let's go patch. Let's go <laughs> micro segment our network and uh, let's go uh, set proper uh, credentials everywhere and uh, and access access management roles and stuff. Um, Listeners, thank you very much uh, for uh, listening into this uh, thread talk, the special about uh, about the Citrix Netscaler Zero Day. Uh, if you liked it, please uh, like this uh, video, uh, like this podcast, uh, and, and press the subscribe button as well, so you'll you'll be sure to miss uh, none of these. Um, we have regular thread talks that uh, are that uh, 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 handle about uh, three different uh, vulnerabilities that we see happening in the wild uh, on a certain subject uh, and then we do a deep live dive like this on some of those uh, to give some more background and some more technical detail about that um, go to thread-talks.com for all this information uh, there's uh, 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 sheets data sheets uh, links to other sources so if you are for example preparing a talk or a presentation for to show in your internal uh, uh, organization. This is a great place to start and we love your feedback so please uh, leave your comments uh, uh, below, we'll respond to them uh, and you can also email us at uh, team at thread-talks.com So from the security operations floor here at Ontwit, I thank you very much and I hope to see you next time. Thank you for listening to Thread Talks, a podcast by Ontwit Cybersecurity and M6. Did you like what you heard? Do you want to learn more? Follow Thread Talks to stay up to date on the topic of cybersecurity.